Welcome into the Primetime Titans. This is JG here, and uh, Robert and I are here in this episode to talk a little bit about what's happened so far in free agency. Um, you know, we've, we've signed some new players. We've also let some players walk. Uh, some of those players were a little, you know, more sad that they left uh, than others, but this is a fun episode where we talk about an updated free agency. We also wrap up the episode by talking about Maybe some things, rumblings that's happening. Maybe other moves that we might think are coming. So, definitely listen in and enjoy. Here is Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down the side Alright, here we go. Primetime Titans. It's JG. And Robert. And uh, we are without Pettit today. Um, uh, R.I.P. We always have <laughs> He's still with us. Yeah, Every time I say that, it, do, it does... I, I maybe could say something different, like... He won't be recording today. Any longer. <laughs> we'll be having fun on a little men's retreat uh, with the church. Shout out Midtown West. So, shout out church. Shout out church. Uh, also shout out Titans and free agency and the lack of shout out a wide receiver. Shout out 2024 season because I don't think the 23 <laughs> season's going to be fun. Okay. That's actually – okay, I was going to ask what – like. We're, we'll get into the details of some of the moves we've made. But overall, what are your thoughts so far? I mean, so far it seems like we just don't think we're going to be very good this year. And we're trying to save a lot of cap space for next year. and Which we do have a lot. Right we now. do have a lot of cap space for next year. I really, really hope we're going to re-sign Jeff. We still haven't done that. I don't know what we're talking – I mean – trying to trade Derek, trying to trade Kevin Byard, and we're not trying to trade, at least it doesn't sound like we are. Tannehill. Tannehill. And maybe nobody wants Tannehill. I don't know. It just seems like it seems like morale is at an all-time, not an all-time low, but uh, I would say morale is at an all-time low of the Vrabel era at this point. Okay. Um, I, I think, yeah, maybe right after the Jags game was when my morale was – this season, this the past lowest, season, or yeah, the uh, lowest of the Vrabel era. Yeah, it's it hasn't been this bleak in a while, and maybe they think just you know eliminating some injuries is going to help. Um, I don't know. I don't really see a path to the playoffs for us. Do you? With what we've done, and it's a long off season, but not necessarily because the. I mean, dude, I, the the Texans have made some moves. Texans have made some and moves. The Jags are just good, and the Texans are going to get. Probably either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Yeah, whoever the I, Panthers don't take. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, or yeah. can you imagine the Texans with Jalen Carter? God, that would. I suck. mean, I would rather have the Texans take a Jalen Carter than a quarterback. I don't know, but a quarterback used like a quarterback. Yeah, there's like that 15 percent chance that quarterback's amazing, and then you're screwed for 15 years. Yeah. But well, I mean, if they if they don't take a quarterback, we can go up to number three and get the quarterback. You're right. You're right. But so. I just think Jalen Carter is like a sure 
fire bona fide stud. Yeah, he, he's he's a speedster, and he's for sure, and he's an absolute monster in the middle. The speedster reference was Tim. Uh, oh, speeding! I was like, yeah, I guess speed. he's a fasty lineman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So I would say I'm about. I would say I'm like if I were to use a word, I'd say confused yeah. right now, just yeah. because I. I mean. The fact that we haven't made a move at wide receiver is oh interesting. Yeah, sure. We must have a ton of faith in Kyle Phillips and Traylon Burks. I mean, but I will say confused is a word, but at the same time, I feel like in some of the wide receivers, like the only position that we haven't addressed of the current team. I know the there are question marks around quarterback and Tannehill, but we still have Tannehill there. You know, like I know he might not be the long-term option, but we still have a fine quarterback. What do you think the chances are we cut Tannehill post June 1st? Because it makes no sense to cut him right now, but it makes starts to make a little bit of sense to cut him June 1st. I don't I don't know if we, I don't know. I don't know if we do that. I feel like the if we did that, it would almost like answer my question of 2023 because I feel like we the players that we did sign uh it's almost like 23 2023 is a tryout year. Yeah. But some of those guys I think are pretty good to where we might actually be going for something in 2023. Well, at least other, being competitive. The other thing know. is by June 1st we'll know who we drafted in the first round. Absolutely. That's so true. if we do trade up and go get a quarterback, then you're almost expecting Tannehill to get cut or be then, a part of the trade. Or be part of a trade. Yeah, that's a good point. I just don't know who all I don't I think at this point the the teams up at the top who need a quarterback are going to draft the quarterback. Yeah, can you imagine Colts Tannehill. fans if they went and got Ryan Tannehill after their <laughs> run of like veteran just scrubs? They would be <laughs> the last five years. They would be so furious. It would That'd be, be awesome hilarious. for us to stick them with an aging Ryan Tannehill on a bad contract. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not as bleak as it seems and. You know the Titans are going to come out, and it's really hard to imagine a Vrabel team winning three games. I mean, mm -hmm. you know they're going to be well-coached, hard-nosed, tough. The defense, I don't think the defense really took a step back. I mean, I think we'll get into some of these signings, but I think they're going to be good again. Um, it's just, man, it just seems like Vrabel's got his guys, and regardless of you know what everybody else thinks about Aaron Brewer, He's going to stick with Aaron Brewer no matter what. It's, it's like, all right. Yeah. Run it back, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so with that, let's actually do – let's get into some of the moves we have made, some of the players we have signed. Um, first, I'm going to go over the guys we actually got, and then uh, I can also talk about some of the players that we, we uh, have lost. Um, so I'm going to just go over the, the players we got and the positions we have, talk about – a their cap hit, but maybe we won't, we won't get into like exact specifics. Essentially the thing to know is that these deals are kind of like short-term deals and there are definitely outs with these guys to where we're not, we didn't make any splash signing like a Bud Dupree uh, or something like that to where we've committed to a guy long-term. So we got um, starting off, we got Andre Dillard, a tackle from the Eagles uh, three years, $29 million. The cap hit is like 2.5 this year, which is solid. There's a fine way to get out of it. 
I'm basically just going to do a little trial run for him at left tackle, I think. Um, yeah, initially got reported at like $30 million, but then the guaranteed money and the cap hit, you like it's a lot lower than that. Yes, and basically he's been the backup at the Eagles for a long time. He did suffer some injuries, so that was a little puzzling because Rabel's mentioned how we don't want injuries, and right. obviously the last couple years we've dealt with that. But he was behind some uh, an amazing tackle tandem with Lane right. Johnson and Jordan Mailata. And he was a former first round pick. So I mean he can he can come in and contribute. So I think that was a for what we need right now, like basically we're just looking for discounts of players that that we can we can hit on. Um we got Daniel Brunskill uh from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh he started a ton of games in a couple years ago. Last year he was more of like a he's kind of just a versatile O lineman, can play wherever. Uh and that's I think the, he's gonna be awesome. That's we gave him the money that they probably had penciled in for Nate Davis. Yeah. That was basically very similar contracts, and Brunskill is a starting guard that obviously ran Carthon. Carthon is familiar with, but yep. um, it sounds like Vrabel. It sounds I mean, like Vrabel just did not like Nate Davis. No, and that, uh, which is unfortunate. Yeah, decided that it was time to move on. Um, you know. I guess I don't know if his injuries or what, but Vrabel wasn't a fan of Nate Davis, and they went out and got a free agency because they could have given Nate Davis that money very, very easily. And um, shout out uh, your cousin Michael for kind of calling that that we weren't going to re-sign Nate Davis; yep. we were going to get someone better for cheaper. Yep, he did. So hopefully um, better. I mean, I don't well, think yeah. Nate Davis was a world beater. He he had some really good games and moments, but nothing that uh, I don't think he was a mandatory re-sign. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, so then uh, we also got a couple linebackers, Aziz Alshair and Luke Gifford. Luke Gifford's like a – he's from the Cowboys. He's a, you know, he's a special teams linebacker, not really much um, – not really, you know, anything. I guess he's going to be like a Dylan Cole. He's basically going to be a guy that's going to contribute big on special teams and then plug in at linebacker when he has to. Aziz Alshair is – Basically, I don't know. I, I'm pumped about Aziz Alshair. He's from the 49ers, another guy that Rand Carthon knows. Um, both guys, like I said, cheap. Uh, Luke Gifford was two years. Aziz Alshair was one. Um, but I think we will talk about him, but we did lose David Long. And Aziz Alshair is essentially, I think, the plug-in there. And he did. And a guy who was looking for an opportunity. Yeah, definitely looking for an opportunity. He's playing behind one of the best linebackers in the league and Fred Warner at the 49ers and uh he's able to plug in and I think that's an example of a good like tryout year you know if he plays yep. well for us we re-sign him um and then I think one of my favorite signings is we got Arden Key the edge outside linebacker who he has he's been around the league Raiders 49ers but last year he was with the Jaguars. And for those of y'all who are uh, like us that are scared of Dennis Daly and some of the stuff he did, Arden Key absolutely blew up Dennis Daly multiple times and made him look like an idiot on the field, which, which isn't hard to do. To. Yeah, isn't hard to do, but he still did it. Um, Shout out the Cardinals uh, giving Dennis Daly um, a nice little payday. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Sign you would do that. Years, I don't know how much it was, but. Yeah, I mean, 
let's just be glad that Dennis Daly will no longer be in a Titans uniform. So um, we have so far of the three most hated players on our podcast. We've already gotten rid of one of them, and that's Dennis Daly. We re-signed the second one in Nick Westbrook Ikena, which but we we it looked like we were releasing him. We didn't. Uh, ex- I think it was the t- we didn't exercise the tender on him to where he would have stayed with us, but then we re-signed him the next day. So we gave him like a hundred, like one year, uh, one point two five million, and apparently it's structured so we can cut him after camp. So I don't know that that's necessarily a ringing endorsement, which we should not be giving NWI a ringing endorsement. <laughs> and then the third player is Jeff Swaim, and who's still out there. Yeah, we, don't, we know. don't know if he's coming back or not. So if we get rid of two of the three most hated players on the Primetime Titans podcast, I would say. <laughs> A net positive for the offseason, just yeah. flat out baseline right there. And then uh, Sean Murphy Bunting is a cornerback from the Buccaneers, who's another guy. You know, he's he was uh, they had Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, two guys on the outside who really good at corners, so he kind of played inside a lot. And they're actually on Twitter, Logan Ryan gave him a good little endorsement. Said he did. Sean Murphy Bunting is a solid, great player. I mean, these guys. I mean, they are uh, Andre Dillard, 27, Arden Key, 26, about to turn 27, Brunskill, 29, Aziz Alshair, 25, Luke Gifford, 27, Sean Murphy Bunting, 25. They're like, you know, a couple guys are older, but for the most part, they're in the middle of their career. Maybe they're they're ready to explode. And like we said, I, I mean, I, I think we've had a sneaky good free agency period based on the fact that we're not spending crazy amount of money. On these guys, we're not spending anything. Yeah, it's not like we're. I think we're addressing what we have to address in a way that's the right way of addressing it, where it's not committing long term to anyone. I think Arden Key is really the only one that. I think out of all the guys, Arden Key would be the one that I would be most shocked if he's not here the next year, or in a couple years. Like he seems like a a guy we're really wanting to keep. I am hopeful, and I, I think. Uh, Andre Dillard is going to be a huge breath of fresh air for us as a left tackle. Assuming yeah. we don't take, I mean, we might take a left tackle at eleven, and I guess we could move Dillard in, inside to to guard. But just to, we haven't had a legitimate pass blocker, pass protector at either tackle position, really. With Lawan's question marks, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the last two since years, his ACL. Yeah, it's been two years since we've had you know, real protection up front on the edges for Tannehill. I'd say 2020, even when Lawan went down, we still had uh, Sombrello and uh, Dennis Daly, I guess. They were the left tackles. Dennis when, Daly, one of the – Sorry, sorry, Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly. I was, Yeah, sorry, Dennis Kelly. I don't know. So, I feel like 2020 was – yeah, like you said, it's been a couple years. 2020 is the last time we felt like we had a consistent – or I guess just consistent good play at left tackle. At right tackle, not last year, but the year before, Questenberry had the worst pass block grade of any starting tackle in the NFL. Yeah. And then, you know, P, uh, NPF, I think we're all high in his potential, but if Dennis Daly and Aaron Brewer weren't as bad as they were, he would have been getting a lot of, you know, the blame and, and the irk of the Titans faithful. I think he was just not as bad as those guys. Yeah. But he was a rookie, and, and hopefully he can grow and, and really become a dependable asset for us. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, those are those are the guys that we've 
that we've added. Um, some of the guys that we've lost, I'm gonna I'm gonna run you through. So it kind of it kind of took us a little bit to get going with the free agency. The first Monday, the tampering period ended, and and people were able to uh, actually start you know, negotiating contracts and making deals. Monday was a weird day that first day. Uh, we lose Nate Davis. It's like, all right, you know, I guess Vrabel hated him. I guess kind of saw that coming. A lot of teams are making moves. We're not doing anything. And then, oh, cool, yeah, we, we got Andre Dillard. Nice. He might be a good, you know, breath of fresh air, like you said, at tackle. And then we lose David Long to the Dolphins. And then it comes out the money that it's two years, $11.5 million, seemed like a you know a doable signing for us and I get a little I get a little down and then we lose Demarcus Walker a nice little promising edge uh during this year he did he played pretty well he went to the Bears and I'm sitting there thinking like what are we doing David Long's complaining about us doubting us saying that you know uh he tweeted out something about the Titans and Vrabel and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself like what what is wrong? Have we just lost it? Is it like, what, what are we doing? And then Tuesday happens. We start signing some people. I'm actually pretty pumped. So it was a weird, uh, and at that point I stopped documenting how I was feeling because I just let the rest of the week play out. But how'd you feel about losing Austin Hooper? Uh, I, we have Chig there. So I feel like you can find another tight end of his caliber, whether it's in the draft or in free agency. Um, so I think losing Austin Hooper wasn't, wasn't too bad. Um, so listen to this, our top four free agents lost Nate Davis, $10 million a year. Andre Dillard is an, okay. I'm going to pair the top, the top four free agents lost with the top four free agents. We like the we comparable acquired. addition. Nate Davis was signed by the bears for 10 million. We paid Andre Dillard almost 10 million, 9.67. Demarcus Walker lost him average per year seven million. Arden Key is getting paid seven million. Dave I would Lo- take Ar- Arden Key over. I would DeMarcus take Arden Walker. Key over Demarcus Walker too. I would also take Andre Dillard over Nate Davis. Yeah, well, would and you take Brunskill over Nate Davis? I think that's well. I'm Andre Dillard's potential over Nate Davis's potential. I would. Yeah. think. I think Andre Dillard still has the potential to be a you know a, a top ten tackle in the league. Nate Davis. He's probably always going to be like kind of an average guard. Anyway, David Long Jr., $5.5 million average per year. Aziz Alshair, $5 million Just one-year year deal. One-year deal. Yeah. And how many years did David Long get? He got two. Two. And David Long was one of the guys, great when he was out there, undersized, couldn't stay healthy. Couldn't stay healthy. Um, that, I mean, that was it. That ultimately what was – the narrative around David Long and one of the tweet that I mentioned, he talked about us trying to create this narrative that he, that he was always injured. And it's like, we weren't creating the narrative. You were missing games. Right. And the market agreed. He only got two years, 5 million. Yeah. And I bet they can get out of that contract next year, the way it was structured. I haven't yeah. looked into it. And the David Long is three, it's about a $3.3 million cap hit. Aziz Alshair is about 2.2. So he saved a million dollars there, and then Austin Hooper, we lost him two point seven million a year, and then uh, we got Brunskill for two point seven million a year. So you know we basically lost the same amount of money across the board as we paid. 
So it's kind of like a free agency. The average money per year is, is really a net negative or net zero. But what we end up doing is getting guys who really, if they don't work out, we can get out of their contracts next year. So yeah. I don't know. I think, I think this was one of those free agencies where so far we've done a lot on the edges along the margins. Um, no big splashes, obviously no long-term answers, but you know, if you're going to be a new GM and you're not trying to come in and make a splash, you're just trying to improve the team a little bit so you can get a good feel for the team and understand where we need to get to. And maybe as we've been saying, there, there's not really that flexibility right now with cap and the age of some of our really good players and the like dead Tannehill cap of and, players that aren't even here yeah, and the dead cap of 30 million on the books this year of guys who aren't even going to play mistakes that J Rob made that you're trying to make up for mistakes that Vrabel maybe made from a personal standpoint that you have to make up for, you know, I think it was overall just, it's a, it's a B, a B so far, you know, we've done good. Um, we've done good enough. I don't think we've, I don't think anything we've done is going to come back and bite us later. Yeah. Um, so real quick, let's let's hear a word from our sponsors at DraftKings. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line, bet, and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. So, Final Four, it is set. We have Florida Atlantic against San Diego State and Miami versus UConn. Now, I got to say, Texas losing hurt me a lot. I said, you know, maybe they've, they've got a shot. I picked them in some brackets, and it didn't work out. But now, I'm going with a little parlay of both games and i'm going to bet against the lines we got san diego state minus two against florida atlantic and miami plus five and a half against yukon yes yukon's looking hot but i just believe in miami because their guard play and with that we got a little plus 264 odds on it combine that and uh heck can maybe make some money so let's see final four great time of year with basketball so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TPPN right now new customers can bet five dollars on any pregame money line bet and get 150 dollars in bonus bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details okay so yeah I, I would say that essentially um, we, I don't know, we, I don't, it's like you're saying, it's like we've filled some holes. What, the, the whole thing about the whole wide receiver position, that is what confuses me most. That just, we need to sign someone and yeah. guys are going like, I will say, I mean, there, there, there's talk of the Broncos looking to trade, maybe Jerry Judy, maybe Cortland Sutton, who knows? Um, DeAndre Hopkins, Cardinals, they're trying to please trade him. Don't, please don't get DeAndre Hopkins. I know we disagree on this. I'm just going to go ahead and say I don't want another 30-plus-year-old wide receiver on our team. And his cap hit is like $19 million next year, $20 million the year after that. And he what's said the plan? He's, he's willing to restructure. What's the plan? Are we going to 
win the division if we had DeAndre Hopkins? I'm just saying you look at some teams. I realize we're not in the spot these other teams were in uh, exactly, but you look at some teams when they're when they get that star wide receiver and what it does to their team. I realize they might have an, a, an established quarterback, more established than Tannehill, or just not even more established, just better. But I'm just I'm just saying I'm I'm always a sucker for wide receivers. And last year or two years ago with Julio, I didn't want him at first. And then I was like, what am I? Who am I kidding? I, I want Julio Jones. And obviously, we saw that played out for us. Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, players like that. I get it that we are basically the graveyard for the aging wide receiver. But D Hop, we have Traylon Burks. It's not like I, he'd be maybe a good pairing with Traylon Burks. Don't get me wrong. I think DeAndre Hopkins is a is a great player, but I think his best days are behind him. And you mentioned the Julio Jones situation. I too at first was like, I don't want Julio. That's a bad cap number. If it doesn't go well, he's po- he's older than thirty. Receivers older than thirty start to tail off. And then we got him. I changed my tune. So I'm. I'm going to catch myself, and I'm going to learn from my mistakes. I'm not going to change my tune. I don't want DeAndre Hopkins. If we get DeAndre Hopkins until – I mean, I'm going to say and predict it, it's not going to end well. So, okay, so – I'm not going to let myself get excited about a 31-year-old wide receiver with a $19 million cap hit. What if we restructured where it's like less this year, more of a cap hit next year, and all we have to trade for him is like a fifth-round pick or a sixth-round pick? You're still you're not you're not even going to entertain it. Give me a number. Give me a number. Like, if it's over ten million dollars for a thirty-one year old wide receiver, I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how realistic. I don't think it is. I don't think 10, a guy yeah, this yeah. stature is gonna is going to play anywhere under ten million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Well. But we just made all these moves that are very flexible. We're clearly targeting twenty twenty four as the free agency. The, the like the, big splash signing. Yes, we have $120 million in cap space next year. All this dead money rolls off the books. We probably move on from Henry, which is sad. We probably move on from Tannehill, which, which is, is not, not sad. sad. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Um, we got to see what Jeff's contract is. Hopefully, you know, Jeff takes a is probably going to take maybe $20 million of that, but we're still going to have $100 million in cap space, right? Um, and I, uh, Easton Freeze on Twitter was making a good point that sometimes fans of teams look at like free agency as the only way that you acquire good players and like great value. You can still trade for people and you can still hit on draft picks. And it's just been different for us the last couple of years that we don't feel like we've hit on draft picks. Right. So we're so we're we're craving so much that free agent right. signing and even that we haven't really hit on we've traded right. for Julio that didn't work out we signed Bud Dupree that didn't work out we just released him like and i Jadavion mean on Clowney Clowney i mean it's Vic it's insane Beasley. it's insane how much we have missed on free agents and draft picks the last few years and trades like we have we have just missed we've whiffed we've traded away the best players like we got it's got to start flipping around. We got to stop getting injured. We something's got to happen. We we pissed away our Super Bowl window. Is what yeah. we did with moves that at the time we thought, oh, we're going for it, but it really the moves that we thought were going for it were the were the moves that made us miss our Super Bowl window. And 
Rand Carthon comes from an organization where they draft really, really well. I mean, Brock Purdy, seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Look at you can go uh, through the 49ers draft and just see the kind of guys that they draft, they keep in house. I fully expect him to be thinking that as he's coming into this Titans organization, like I'm going to draft really, really well. And we'll just have to see if he does. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what we're saving all this money for, but, you know, I'd rather save the money now than dump money into guys, into old wide receivers or really expensive veterans who are just going to help us go from, you know, nine and eight to 10, 11 and six. Yeah. Like I, we're not, it's, well, I don't even know. I think it's like seven and 10 to nine and eight. Yeah. We're going from below average to average or from average to barely above average. Like I yeah. don't think any Titans fan legitimately has faith in Ryan Tannehill leading us to the playoffs and making a run anymore. Yeah. Like I, and if it happens, great. And I'll eat my words and be the first one to say I was wrong, but I just, I'm so out on that. And I think, I would think the coaches and Rand Carthon are as well, but you can't necessarily move on until you have a better plan in place. And so maybe they're thinking, let's build up the team back to a position where we get a young guy in here and he's not working with scraps. Yeah, I'm with you. So I think that's a good way to look at it. I think uh, they. I, I moving forward, we just – we just got to, at this point, trust Rand Carthon and Vrabel. And I think it's easy for us to trust Vrabel. Maybe not as easy as we thought a few months ago. But we don't know about Rand Carthon yet, so we don't know if we can trust him or not. So we just it's just blind trust we got to go for. With that, there's a little bit of... We're going to wrap this up with a little bit of whispers. Maybe, maybe rumblings, rumors around the league. First off, we don't have to talk about this long. I said this as my home run swing move in the in the last episode with the draft. Do we have, do we do anything with Lamar Jackson? I think no. No, I, I don't think our team's. Yeah, good it's enough. just like just random rumors or just people just yep. creating things. Just I'm to, sure Lamar's people are putting that out there. Which I don't know who his people are because I'm an agent. But and there were there was rumor. There's this guy named Ken Francis that the NFL sent a memo out to the league saying don't negotiate with Ken Francis. He's not an NFLPA certified agent. And who is he? Well, we didn't. No one knows who he is. Lamar said he has never negotiated for him, like nothing related to any of his contracts. And literally, like ten minutes later on Twitter, Lamar Lamar tweets out a new in-home workout set that is started by Ken Francis. So he's like a it's just business fishy. partner, I guess so. But <laughs> so I, it just is really the whole Lamar Jackson situation is weird. I set it as a home run swing for me. I, I think there's a little fantasy that I have that I picture Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry together. If you told cool, me but, if you told me Traylon Burks was gonna make a step and you take a step, you told me NPF was gonna take a step, you told me Aaron Brewer was gonna be one of the top centers in the league, and you told me Andre Dillard was gonna stay healthy and would be the top left tackles in the league and Brunskill was gonna be good. Like all of the and Chig was going to be really good, and you told me all of those things are a guarantee. It's a lot of things to tell you. Then and we and Derrick Henry is going to you know not take a step back. <laughs> like all of those things. If you told me all of those things, then I'm like, okay, maybe let's go get Lamar Jackson because <laughs> that's I don't know. But I don't that's a lot of things I got to tell think, you. I don't think you can tell me those nine things are going to all happen. Yeah. No. I. 
I don't think that's possible. So there's way too many question marks. <laughs> okay, that's if fair. There was that's, like, you know what? That's a good way of looking at it. If there were two question marks, if it was like we need a right guard and we need a blocking tight end, and if we get those two guys, every other position is solidified. We trust in those guys. Corey Levin and Jeff Swain. There it is. Right. Then you go get those two guys, <laughs> and then you go get Lamar Jackson and, and see what you can do for a couple years. But, okay, that's a good good point. So, so Lamar Jackson, for as much as we know, that's nothing. Speaking of rumors, do you want to give any airtime to the Derrick Henry and Kevin Byer trade rumors? I abs- Yeah, I, that's actually what I want to wrap up with almost and just get your take on it. The Derrick Henry thing was already kind of out there, that we're shopping him, we might be trading him. At this point, what we're seeing from running backs and the value that running backs are going for in free agency and – it, people just don't want to spend that much for a running back. Like Zeke Elliott, no one, no one wants him. He got released. Like there's no one, there's not many trades happening. There's nothing. We would not get much back for Derrick. Henry. I agree. So, and when you got someone like, I mean, the running back class this year in the draft looks really good. So I just don't think there's, I think t- trading Derrick Henry is almost too tough to do because of what other teams, they don't want much for him. And or yes, they wouldn't want to give up much for him is what I mean. Even if it may not be the right decision from a front office and team building standpoint, I just from a fan perspective want Derrick Henry to retire as a Titan. Absolutely. He has been he's the greatest Titan like of of the Tennessee Titans era. Like he started as a Titan. He didn't start as an oiler like Eddie and, jo- and Steve McNair did, and Frank Wachek, and Bruce Matthews, and Bruce Matthews, like those guys all started in Houston and then came over to Tennessee. And Derek was drafted in Tennessee. He's been an All Pro. He's broken two thousand yards. He's been a team leader, and I just would love to see him retire as a Tennessee Titan. And he loves he loves Nashville. Gives to the community. And he's like he's my favorite Titan of all time, and I want I want to hear more Henry chants for the next two or three years, even if we're gonna be especially if we're gonna be bad. Yeah, if we're you, gonna be you bad. Henry more. Just give us like Henry chants. Maybe you you make a run at two thousand yards again. Like, yeah. Like the, yeah. Like for when CJ did it, and we were eight and eight. You know, maybe yeah. you know we're gonna be bad. Let's let's let Derek try and get two thousand yards again in his one of his last years, and then maybe you maybe you can resign him to like a. A, a smaller contract, like a year by year thing. I don't know. I just, I understand that we probably are going to have to change and evolve as an offense, and that it's probably in the team's best interest for him not to be one of the higher paid guys. Like I get all of that, but he's just so beloved that I would hate to see him leave. Yeah, you can't separate the the fan aspect of it when it comes to Derek Henry. I personally can't. Yeah, I would say there's a lot of people that are like you. Kevin Byard, on the other hand. I love Kevin Byard I, as well. No, I'm I'm the same. I'm on the same boat as that. I don't think I would be crushed and devastated to see him go. I would be. Well, I just think it's yeah, safety versus running back maybe is a little bit different. Like I've seen it's Derek obvious carry when the, a running back's doing well. Yeah, and I've seen Derek carry the ball so many times, and I've seen you know Byard maybe comes pops in a game like three or four times yeah, like a game. The Rams pick six is probably his most notable fun play 
Right, and you just for Derrick Henry, you have a ninety-nine yard touchdown. You have seventy-plus yard touchdowns. You have two hundred fifty-yard games. And you, so I see what you're saying. And you see Derrick get the ball, you know, thirty times a game. And you see, I guess I'm just trying to explain why maybe even though Kevin is just as beloved and just as probably good in terms of where he ranks in his position, um, maybe it's not going to bite as much if yeah. Kevin leaves. Even though he was like the only guy and one of the only guys in on the team last year to play every game and be a leader like that and just say I'm not. You know, I'm not sitting out the Cowboys game when a lot of, you know, they forced Derek to. Yeah. But um, so a little bit of context with that. What happened about a week ago on a, I think it was like a Friday, Thursday or Friday. Um, there was a rumor. At first, it just seemed like rumors. Jared Stillman from 1025 said that supposedly Kevin Byard was asked to take a pay cut. He said, absolutely not. There were rumors that he wanted to be released. If that was going to happen, he wants to be released no matter what the fact that he would be asked for taking a pay cut, like that's ridiculous. Um, and then Adam Schefter tweeted it. It started to be a lot more credible. Teron Davenport said that he never actually said he wanted to be released. It was just that he said no to taking a pay cut, which is, yeah, I think he has every right to say that. Yeah. Like you said, he was one of the only guys that played all the games. So I say, I think that there is definitely a question mark on, is he going to be a guy that we trade to get some value? Is he going to be a guy that we, dump a contract off to get more draft picks and create more space. I personally don't see it. I think we just keep him. He doesn't take a pay cut. We asked him to take a pay cut. He said no, and we were sticking with it. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't I don't see us moving on from either one of those guys. I think it's more just maybe rumors, see what you can get in the market. I don't know. I could be wrong though. Let's I mean there's a world where we're actually tanking for Caleb Williams or Drake May, mm -hmm. I would be shocked because I can't see Vrabel doing it, but maybe Carthon is like, listen, give me one year. we got to go get a quarterback. You can't win without a quarterback. These two guys, like, they're the future of the NFL. You know, maybe maybe he sold Vrabel on that idea. And I'm not saying I even believe that. I'm just saying there's a world where we cut Tannehill June 1st, we trade Derek, we trade Kevin. The only good player left on our team, you know, is Jeffrey Simmons – and we Christian don't even know Bolden. what we do there. And, you know, we've got you know, $140 million in cap space next year, and we win three games and go get Caleb Williams. I'll believe it when I see it, but there's there is world a world. There's a, like a 6% chance that's happening. I mean, I think it could be even more. We haven't done anything to necessarily say, like, that is definitely not what we're trying to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. So – Let's just, with some of those, I guess with like those thoughts in mind, I think we're, you know, next time we record, we're obviously going to get back, get into the draft a little bit as that's coming up. Let's just say, let's leave with this. Um, do we, do we trade or release Kevin Byard? No. Do we trade Derrick Henry? No. Do we extend slash resign uh, or do we extend and give Jeffrey Simmons a big contract? Yes. Okay. I I might be a no on all those. I think we're still just waiting on Jeffrey Simmons. Um, do we sign a wide receiver? <laughs> yeah, I think we sign some somebody. You know, Alameda Zacchaeus. Yeah, sure. From the Falcons. Whatever. Maybe we give Kendall Wright a call to see if he wants <laughs> to come back and play. <laughs> Josh Gordon's doing pretty well in the XFL. Maybe bring him back. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 
<laughs> you know, what would you think about going like four wide receivers in the draft this year? Get your Dude, O-linemen. I'm in. Get your O-linemen and then just – I don't know who we're throwing the ball to next year. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Cedric Tillman. Well, I'm saying get your alignment uh, in the first round and then – Okay, Josh get, Downs, Cedric Tillman. Can you get Cedric Tillman in the second? Maybe. Maybe Josh Downs in the there second? There are a ton of wide receivers. Remember that – Jonathan Mingo, the old Miss guy. Remember that big year guy, big where guy. we drafted um, Paul Williams, the kid out of Texas Tech, uh, the kid out – we drafted like three wide receivers, like second round, third round, and then fifth round. Did it any was of them like, work out? None of them worked out. <laughs> none, of them, none of them panned out. But it was we, like Lavelle Hawkins, one yeah, of those or yeah, something? from Cal, yeah. <laughs> It, it was one of the – it was crazy. Okay, well, just a little quick hit questions there. I'm glad I could ask you that. That's The Jeffrey Simmons thing is confusing me. I, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on there. I just – why – I think my I worry almost, is why are we cheap? I, I, I almost, feel like we're being cheap. I would almost think that the fact that we haven't heard anything, no news is good news. If we – if it was – like an AJ Brown situation where the sides just weren't talking, they weren't agreeing, then we would definitely hear about it. Like that's yeah. how players work these days. Their agents leak stuff. They put pressure on teams. But the fact that we haven't heard anything negative from either side makes me think that, you know, maybe a deal's in place. They just got to work out the details. But, or, you know, maybe there's some timing issue where they're like, hey, we, this is what we want to do, but we want to do it. July 15th for yeah. this reason. And I don't understand the intricacies, you know, of the cap like that. But I'm just almost maybe optimistically thinking that because we haven't heard anything negative one way or the other, that, that that's actually positive. Yeah. So I think as of right now with what's happened in free agency and players we've not gone after and let go, the players we've signed, I'd say we're overall still feeling a little confused and not sure what 2023 is going to bring. But we know for sure that we got a lot. Of money to deal with in 2024 you never know if we have a high draft pick in 2024 still trying to figure out the quarterback we just why we're in the dark i guess and we've found out a little bit but we still are confused as to what we're what we're doing as is that fair to say i think it's fair to say and we're about a month out from the nfl draft man i can't wait it's gonna be fun i love the nfl draft me too I gotta, started your I gotta, mock drafts yet? I haven't done any mock drafts yet, but I got to get going. Um, I got to really start deep diving into some of the players. And when I say that, it literally just means looking up highlights on YouTube. All right, real quick. It. You uh, you see the Panthers take uh, C.J. Stroud, number one overall, and the Texans shock everyone and take Jalen Carter, number two overall. Bryce Young is sitting there at number three for the Cardinals. The phone rings. You're Rand Carthon, and uh, Monty Austin Fort says, "All right, give me your 2023 20, first, your 2024 20, first, your 2023 20, second, and your 2024 20, second. What do you say? You get Bryce. You go. You do it. You get Bryce Young. I agree. I'm in. I'm in too. I would take Bryce Young for sure. I like that. That's. that's I mean, your mortgage in the future. <laughs> You're buying a lottery ticket. You're buying a freaking lottery ticket. That is buying a lottery ticket. ticket. That's what we're doing. You're buying a lottery ticket. Man, God, you just kind of got me excited about that. I got a NFL draft, baby. I just can't wait. I just can't wait. Um, all right, I'll well. get over my uh, my disdain for Alabama football players pretty quickly. <laughs> I did it with Derek. Well, you did it with Derek. Yeah, I did it with Derek. Derek Henry. 
Alrighty. Well, glad we could talk about free agency, what's happened so far. Pettit, we miss you. Um, that again, that sounded like he's gone. That that R.I.P. That sounded bad. You're you're doing you're alive and well, Pettit. You're doing great. But yeah. All right. Well, there's our little free agency update. I'm J.G. And I'm Robert. And we thank y'all. told me, son, always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head out.